Would you look at that? Look what I got on right now. Elite Sports branded apparel. Is it because I work for this podcast? Is it because I created this podcast? Yes, to all of those questions and more. Uh, it's also because this sweater saved my life in Dallas because I was so cold. That thank God I brought this in my jacket, uh, in my bag. Uh, super warm, super comfy. Uh, most of all, it's just squaring around. So you can support the show today. Go to EliteSports.com. Shop their full list of athletes, too. It's not just us on there. Use code SQUARE at checkout. EliteSports.com. Use code SQUARE. The college football playoffs have ended. And if you are not a Michigan Wolverine, you're probably not very excited with how your team ended up, uh, especially if you're a Husky fan. I'm so sorry for you guys' loss. But you can still shop the greater lineup at Homefield. Homefield's got all the products you need. Uh, they got teams all across the country, not Texas State. But we're hoping to change that soon. So shop homefield.com. Use uh, Square at checkout. Tired of winning the tailgate, but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. Andrew Zimmel. I am Michael Jordan Rodriguez right now. <laughs> I feel like complete shit right now. And it's not because of the status of uh, our football team, our beloved, beloved football team, which has taken several turns. Feels like it's flip-flopped. Feels like we're on both sides of the same pancake now on several issues. The main one, uh, Jaden Delora not being at Texas State anymore. That news came down uh, at about 4 o'clock this afternoon. And the fucking shitstorm keeps spinning, basically, at Texas State. Like, this thing has been going on now for a week and a half when it was initially reported that Jaden Delora was at Texas State. And uh, this whole episode, basically, we're talking to our wonderful friends, Nick Ayala and Carson at the University Star, who broke that story and are now dealing with, like, the ramifications of breaking that story and everything else in between. Great to talk to those uh, kids, man. And, you know, I say they're kids. They're young adults. They're they're the up-and-coming journalists at the University Star. I'm excited to see what more that they put out, even though that uh, they kind of ruined our football program. So, yeah, you know. Well, I mean, did did the football team ruin itself? Let's talk about that. Changed my mind, you know. No, you're right. They they 100%. Not like the star recruited this guy and then didn't know or didn't know. They did know about the fucking allegations. Yeah, that, that's true. The University Star has brought in some people before that had questionable pass, and we got rid of them very quickly. So I'm I'm exactly. proud, proud of the University Star uh, for breaking the story and, uh, you know, keeping Texas State on the right track. That's what you want out of your, I think, your student newspaper is to speak truth to power uh, and try to keep the train on the tracks for sure. Here's the interview. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Squaring Around. This week, we're super glad to be joined by the editor-in-chief and the managing editor of the University Star, Carson Weaver and Nick Ayala Shaheen. They just broke the story of the century, maybe? Um, for context, we're recording this on Wednesday at 6 o'clock in the afternoon, and Jaden Delora is no longer enrolled at Texas State or no longer plans on being enrolled. How fast does the enrollment process take? Whatever. Uh, beside the point, basically, this ends like the longest week and a half of my life and more so for Carson and Nicaela, because they're the ones that are actually doing the work on the ground for all this. Uh, but yeah, last week we told you Jaden Delora was in and this week we're telling you Jaden Delora is out. How the hell did we get here, Andrew? I want to say that before we start, uh, this guy glazes more than Krispy Kreme, bro. This shit is insane. Um, they did an incredible job <laughs> doing the reporting. I think that if Jacob was a alumni of any other newspaper, he wouldn't be doing this, but because I think was... that's fucking cap, first of all, because I'm very prideful. And so any organization I join, <laughs> I would do the same thing. Congratulations, folks. You did a great job reporting. I'm very I was very proud to be a U Star alum, even if uh faculty, staff, editorial boards and across the board are not big fans of mine. That's fine. I, I No matter what, they can't take away that I was there for seven months. But when his best friend becomes the editor-in-chief, <laughs> a rising tide lifts all ships. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. 
They said, can we get rid of this guy? We said, not so fast. No, congratulations, guys. Um, I, I want Jacob to start because I guess he has probably better questions than I do. I want to know how you guys got the scoop. I want to know how you guys like got into the weeds and were uh, like brave enough to be the people who were like, no, we're going to put our name on this. You guys see this shit where he was like, I want Jacob to start. Then he asked the question. <laughs> That's incredible journalism. <laughs> well, here's the thing, fucking Bernstein. All right. <laughs> I'm out here. Capital J journalism. All right. Yeah, Hit me. Yeah, yeah. Let's start. I'll let, I'll let her take that one over. Yeah, because Nicaela wrote the the OG article about all this and kind of set this shit all in motion, I guess. Um, Obviously, this case was going in the background. And uh, boom, there you go, Nicaela. That's your setup. Yeah, so we got a tip with, you know, the man himself, Jacob. What? We got a tip about... What do I have to do with this? This Well, we got a tip that there was a civil suit attached to somebody that at that point was just committed to be a player. Uh, we have gotten told our sports reporters like, Hey, let's get something on this going, you know? Um, but eventually it wasn't getting done. So at this point, at this point we saw that he had signed. So we knew that we needed to get something in the motion because we went from being okay, everybody knows that he's committed. We know that this is a very public civil lawsuit. We haven't put anything about it. Now he's signed. This is our time to capitalize on this. So at that point, um, we were in the newsroom, like we kind of always are. And uh, we told um, our advisor what had happened, our director, Laura Krantz, all the love and shout out to her. And we kind of just moved on there. We tried to find the civil suit. So at that point I was like, okay, how can I find what court system this was dealt in or where it originated from? So all I did was went to Google. I typed in his high school and I typed in court, seeing if it would take me to where it was at. Um, From there, all that popped up and all that was covered on my Google screen was everything about this civil lawsuit coverage from Hawaii news. Now um, coverage from his past schools where he was previously enrolled. Um, And while I was doing this, Krantz, our director was in her office and she basically paid the six bucks for us to have access to the lawsuit. She sent it over to us. And then from there, we just hit the ground running. I contacted the lawyer. Uh, The lawyer then at that point gave us a statement or an email statement two hours after I emailed him, the lawyer of the plaintiff, saying that they had settled. At this point, we knew that nobody else knew this. We saw that on the court docket, they were supposed to have a arrangement to discuss the settlement, but it hadn't got there yet. Um, But that was all that was on the court docket. The docket at that point did not say that there was a settlement that had already been reached. So we ran with it. We went from being the, like Carson had previously mentioned one time uh, in a different conversation, we ended up being from the last ones to everybody knowing about this and we were late to the party to being the first ones that broke the fact that he had settled. Um, And then from there, it was really just putting a whole bunch of research together, finding as much information that I can about this guy, um, reading the case itself. Uh, Then from there, while I was working on the news article, we had our EIC Weaver here working on his editorial. So we were in the newsroom working on the same thing, but in different forms that Let me ask you a question. So you said you did all this research on the guy. What was your takeaway? When you did all the research, when you you looked into the past, when you read all the documentation, what was your takeaway? I was wondering if Texas State had done the same research that I was doing. Okay, so I take it that it was not a, you know, shiny pearl of a person. Is that what what the takeaway was? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not too sure how opinionated I can be because I've been covering the news articles on it. Um. But it was something that I was like, if I'm doing this must research on this man, has anybody else done this must research research on him and see what he comes with? Because I think that that was an incredible line that you just said, though. Like, that's a really impressive thing to wonder about as you're going through the motions. Like, is the athletics department wondering the same things I am about this guy, you know? And that's not an opinion at all. You know, that's just like, hmm. That's just fact. (laughs) 
Because yeah. my 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 question is now that JDL is not going to be here, right? The the conversation the week prior was, well, can somebody make a mistake and like move on from it? And through your research, does it look did did he look like somebody that you're like, okay, I can see that there is like regret, I can see that there's growth, or was it like, hey, you know, I'm not seeing a lot of comments from him. I'm not seeing like what was the background research like there? So while I was looking up this man's name and trying to find as much information that I could about him, I came across an article from the Seattle Times when he was the quarterback at Washington State, which talked about his uh, arrest for suspected DUI. Um, if you're on the right track, I'm not too sure you would get arrested for a suspected DUI. Okay. Uh, so that's when I pulled that information Put together he at that point refused a breathalyzer according to the article from the seattle times and he failed the field sobriety test he was later found not guilty but he was arrested for the suspected dui so that was something that wasn't attached to the civil suit that i took note of i want to i want to say too specific to this case jdl had basically had like a gag order insisted on you know that he couldn't make any public comment that's why those comments that we ran last week from the pac-12 media day availability stuff uh from what last year two years ago is that last year i think it was last year i think it was last year yeah before he messed up his ankle in arizona basically jane delora jane i want to start with you uh, a lot of dialogue around you off the field this offseason you have not addressed that yet would you like to address it now? Um, yeah, um, I kind of wrote out something. Um, kind of been really thinking about this since everything came out. So, put the mic up a little closer. Um, so I want to start off by saying I understand um, importance of the question that's been asked over these times, um, as well as the fact that as journalists and everything, everybody has a job to do. Um, but just believe me that there's nothing I would like to do but clear my name if I could. Um, defend myself from what's being written. Um, however, I, I hope you understand that I'm bound by the law to not um, discuss this matter at all. Um, and I just do not intend to break the law. Um, what I can say today is that I'm grateful for the University of Arizona um, for assessing the facts in this matter and allowing me to continue my education as a student athlete. I would also like to thank um, Thomas Otaki and Philip Miyoshi um, for correcting the misinformation that's been reported um, that stated that I pled guilty or was convicted of sexual assault, which was what was written um, and it is a privilege to be the quarterback at the University of Arizona. Um, I want to assure the Wildcat community that I'll continue to be responsible and respectful leader on the field in the classroom and in life and with that being said I kind of would like to turn our focus to football now. He made all those comments and it was like kind of a bowl of nothing you know it was like I'm gonna you know I didn't plead guilty blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he basically couldn't talk about it. And that's what he said in his. But press here's conference. the thing. You you cannot talk about something and still like show remorse or like show growth. Right. Like if I'm working, uh, let's say this, like, let's say that um, I get a DUI or a DWI or whatever. And then you look at my Instagram and I'm out here with mothers against drunk driving and I'm out here, you know, doing doing just stuff to like per hopefully prevent other people from going out and making mistakes like that you can look at that and be like oh hey no that guy is like growing from that deal we did not see any of that in in the background research here i don't know i, I guess it's up to interpretation though isn't it like but is it because i mean like you can look at somebody and be like oh no i can tell that, that guy's like making an effort i don't know like how many times did he have to like do it though you know because it's not like they're making him immediately available to everybody to talk about this because he couldn't talk about this but he did this in high school, and now he is in his last year of eligibility. So he's been around for five years. Yeah, but how many and, times did he talk about it? That's what I'm saying. It was only like three times were, that he ever addressed but, it. But the thing is, is that there was no action to show that there was any remorse. Like, you don't have to say you're remorseful to show remorse. 
But like, what is he gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if what is he gonna do. There's a ton of stuff to do. There's a ton of options. Well, like, for him what to do. what would you have liked to see him do to show remorse? Maybe that's the question I should ask you. There is more than enough marches, walks, charity drives, battered women's shelters, uh, sexual assault prevention. There's just so much stuff that you can do if if you make the effort to do it okay that's what i wanted to know because you kept yeah. like prodding this thing and i was like what do you want them yeah, to you can, you? there's so much you can do there's there's more there's more than enough okay. i okay. in my opinion no i'm with you i'm with you i think uh off the top we started with like congratulations and all this stuff but uh something that i've been grappling with uh as someone who's broken like a story at this level before and i know zimmel's broken a story at this level before with the whole athletics department trying to fire the ad um and carson you know has been involved in a various stories nikaela has obviously been involved in various stories but it's something that is very fucking hard to deal with and whether or not like what well, i'll just say whether because the reporting is solid like even if you know 100 percent this story is like the thing you know and it's the matter of record and it's like this is absolutely true and nobody is disputing the truth like, there's so many people that will come out and be like, no, what the fuck? What are y'all doing? Y'all are tanking the football team. Like, there's even, like, like reaction to that going on right now. Like, how what what has y'all's response to all that been like? Or, you know, what is it like seeing basically everything happen around you, around this story? Well, I'll just say for, for kind of both of us, because even earlier today, when the news hadn't broke of him withdrawing, we were both kind of talking about it in my office. And it was just, this is something that we've, you know, gone through on smaller scales, but never, never this large of a scale. And it was just a totally unique experience to see, you know, the gravitation of our audience to Nick Allo's story. You know what I mean? And like, I know I called um, you last night. I called also Jaden last night just to kind of figure out what was, what was going on. Um, because like you said, we reported the facts, you know what I mean? Like everything in there is 100% airtight. There's nothing. Super important. What was that? I said, that's super important to make sure that's airtight. Yeah. And it was just. No shit. (laughs) I I still can't really, uh, I still can't really put it into words how um, it's made me feel personally. Um, Just because it did really spark a change. You know what I mean? Like our work at the star is now shown in the community. I think that's at the end of the day, the takeaway is that it's been positive, but very, you know, I can think of two Twitter accounts that disagree with you. I can name a few more actually. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I agree with you. I think that it is uh, positive. It does. It does lead to positive change. In this instance, I would ask Jacob then, after doing the Cleary report, you see something like this happen. Do you feel like not enough has changed, Jacob? Well, dude, that's the... We ran a poll last week. It got over 400 votes, right? And people were interacting with it. It's like the Iowa caucus, honestly. Honestly, it was the Iowa caucus. And then this week is New Hampshire. And then that poll didn't even fucking end up mattering because JDL left. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Just like New Hampshire. (laughs) Just like like New Hampshire, you're right. (laughs) Um, but yeah, in 2020, uh, myself, the Texas Tribune, every other outlet in Texas reported that Texas State was underreporting crime statistics, specifically rape, um, yeah, rape, sexual assault, and all manner of things like that. Um, and so to see like five years removed from like the Department of Education coming in and like reviewing all these crime statistics in Texas State, like clearing house essentially, and now that we have what like two or three police chiefs since then, um. It was really disconcerting for me that Texas State was like, this is our guy, like the athletics department, at least, Uh, especially because now, like, I think I mentioned this last week, maybe the week before, but this is like football, specifically after the Me Too movement, after social justice reckoning, like summer, like after, you know, like it's a very different world that we live in online now, especially too. So I don't know. I was concerned and then honestly, not surprised either, because like with success, comes like this manner of goodwill you know we talked about gj kenny last week maybe maxing out his goodwill credit card and yeah i think definitely collections came and was like 
<laughs> what are we talking about here? Let me ask you guys, as students on campus, when something like this happens, how do you feel about the university? Because as alumni, I think we have a different feeling. So I kind of, I am new to Texas State. I was a transfer student. I came here last fall was my first year here. And I really came for the university star. It took me a while to feel out what Texas State's culture was because I came solely for the star. So when I see something like this as a student who didn't know Texas State history and didn't wasn't aware of like Jacob's reporting until I dived into the star work, I felt like Texas State didn't really care for its students. It was more so very much like Carson's column entailed. It was feeling that success and wanting to hold on to it. We're going to come back to Carson's column here in a minute. Carson, what is your thought? I mean, you know, I've been here for like five years now at Texas State. Jesus Christ, get a job. I know, right? I know. (laughs) And like my dad went here too. So it's kind of, I don't want to say like I've planted roots here for a long time, but like this place does, does kind of mean a lot to me. And I think that the whole JDL thing, it's not just about football. There's a lot more context involved with like this, this past clear report, there was a huge increase in pretty much all sexual crimes. Um, And then Jacob's reporting as well in 2019 about it. There's just like a whole previous uh, culture behind the signing. And I think football wise, like, although it was kind of a, kind of a confusing move with like Finley leaving the transfer portal or entering the transfer portal and everything like Delore is a good quarterback. And I wasn't set out in my column to be like the, the judge of his character because I've never met the guy. What I was pointing out is that for Texas state, that's been dealing with these problems and dealing with this narrative for so long, this was not the right move to make in that regard pretty much. That's what we talked about last night, too. It's just like, you know, like you and I have very similar styles. We're both we like to have a good time, you know, on the weekends. And like, I I can't think of a better way to celebrate than like tailgate and then at football games. And, that you know, it's like it's built in culturally to Texas State. And you as a student, you're like, I don't want to ruin a good time, you know, but essentially that's what this story did. And that's what you kind of have to grapple with is like, I understand that this story is like, has so much like weight and like, is that the right word levity? I don't know. Don't look that up if I'm wrong. <laughs> but like, it, it's like a really powerful thing to to say these things and then know that they're true and then be like, we have to live with the truth either way, you know? I want to talk about the column because I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought this was a, in a line of very good star columns. Uh, there's also a lot of awful star columns. Jacob famously was uh, a person. I did not write that fucking column. When they they said to pave over the football stadium, I'm just saying I was in the room. Jacob could have talked me out of it. That's just uh, facts. Yeah, but you're right. you had a line in there that I texted Jacob, and it was like just cut him, just cut him. Which I mean, technically, I think that's kind of what happened here because you don't say you're going to go to a school and then a week later leave. Like that's just that's not normal in college football. We live in a whole new world. That's not normal. Do you feel like your column um, changed anybody's minds? Or do you think it was just solely like, hey, here's the facts. Here's my opinion that this is what should be happening here. Well, first of all, thank you for um, getting lines out of my column and sending it to people. Appreciate it making rounds that way. Just taking it out of context and sending it to people. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, no, well, it's just Jacob. J- Jacob's the only other person who reads the star like that. Just yeah, me and him. <laughs> But, I mean, I would like to think that it did, but I think it was more so from when it started with the original reporting. I view my column as um, like an additional factor or what's the word? Like a supporting character in the cast. Yeah, the fries to the burger, for sure. It's the thing you do after the work has been done, right? You know, like, because you got to make sure the reporting is 100% sound, all your ducks are in a row on that end. And then you can be like, all right, this is our take on it. I mean, I think it was a very well put together, well organized, collaborative type type thing, you know? Um, And yeah, I would like to think that the column 
Um, I would like to think that DJ Kenny read the column or Texas State officials read the column and then said, you know what, this this kid, pretty good writer, he's right. <laughs> you know, I'd like to think they did that, but I, in the back of my mind, know that without like the original reporting, my column would have never really stood a chance. I don't know. There's not not a lot. I mean, there's just that. That's good. I guess a good take. I don't know. Well, I, I want to. Like... I guess I want to speak for. Um, speaking for myself, I think uh, whenever something like this happens, right, and you're covering a story, it's never your intention to like change the course of history or like. I'm sure Nick Aiello wasn't like intent on having this guy transfer out or it disenroll from Texas State or whatever, right? Like you don't think about any of that shit as you're reporting. You're just trying to get the truth out there. And then the truth like just lives out in the world and then whatever happens, happens. And yeah, I mean, even from like my perspective, like I was taking on the entire university versus like the athletics department, but you guys faced a ton of backlash from the athletics department itself who had issue with your reporting. Like that's not easy Did to you? deal with. Yeah. Yeah, we got statements. Um, as soon as we broke the news, we put it out there. Uh, two hours later, we got an email from the vice president of marketing and communications for Texas State asking why uh, we didn't give them the opportunity to have a statement in our article. Um, Carson replied to that first email. Then to the next day. With what? With what? Oh, that's what that don't leave us with that. What would you reply with, Carson? I said something. This is not verbatim. But I just said we got the news and wanted to put out as fast as possible. We're going to reach out tomorrow for follow ups. Thanks. And just let What's it follow up with it. So at that point, the next morning, back in the newsroom, because it's where we live and shouldn't pay rent in my apartment here typing. I I emailed it was a chain. It was not a chain. It was an email to Sant to the vice president of marketing communications to the athletic director um, and to one of the athletic coordinators. Um the I, SID, the SID, yes, the SID. Uh, within five minutes after I sent the email requesting their responses, they already had statements ready. All I had to do essentially was, I guess, press send. Because um, I, I mean, like I said, it was like within five minutes that I had asked them for their response or Which for their statement. Crazy, because that means that they knew this ish was going down either way, right? Like they knew at that point. Was we for sure knew. Yeah, we for sure knew that at that point, two hours after the first article went out, the vice president of marketing communications was not pleased with us. So whether they started developing their statements to us that night, or they had something previously developed. The response was just directly to the University Star. These weren't statements that were on their website. These weren't statements that were posted anywhere else but directly to the University Star in response to my original article. Um, and yeah, we, I mean, we ran with that. Second byline came out with, with this, and it was all about what they had to say about Kenny standing behind, at that point, his quarterback. And that's when some more backlash happened too. I think more people and then more to backlash that happened with that. Yes, and it was just a continuous. But you know, I I I sat with trans backlash, backlash, from, backlash. The, from people like like right. fans mostly, right? I didn't ask you, Jacob. I want to hear backlash from who? From the people who are getting the backlash? Oh, uh, I I mean, we got backlash from we. Honestly, I would like to say that we got a lot more supportive comments. It was a few people that were against it, but I do say I do feel like we did get a lot more supportive comments and we did get backlash. We did get backlash from some Twitter accounts. Um from maybe actually I think on that post on Instagram there wasn't any negative comments at that point. It was mainly on Twitter that we were getting backlash from. But I remember I sat down with Carson and Krantz, our director, and I use the analogy of this movie from The Color Purple, who one of the characters has a very strong personality, and she doesn't take anything from anybody until one day she's publicly beaten and she loses her voice. And I said, this is not what this is going to happen here. I do not want our voice to get lost. Because my whole mantra is our words are as powerful as we let them be. And that's why I love journalism. And I think this is a good example of how Carson as the chief kept pushing for more of this to come out, regardless of the negative feedback that we were getting from some of those accounts. 
I also think uh, a tell, very small tell, very small detail about how the athletic department felt was in that original email when they were sending us their statements, they called them claims or articles, called them claims. So, and they weren't claims, they were pure fact. That, that was my they were biggest gripe with the entire thing that came out from the athletics department. Cause I was like, what the fuck? This is a legal document. Yeah, and everything is cited. I mean, at no point in our article, like Carson said, we made sure it was tight. At no point in our article did we make any of our own claims. Everything, you know, resorted back to other findings, whether it was the article from the Seattle Times, whether it was the article from Hawaii News Now, whether it was from the actual civil case. Everything was there. And at no point did the University Star uh, try to make any assumptions of our own. And I want to say, too, because Andrew always gives me shit for the opinions sections and the things that run in it. But uh, Carson's column was based in, like, the truth of that original reporting. We have, like, a fisheye lens for Nikaela. Yeah. I'm gonna... <laughs> that was crazy. Like 90s music video time. <laughs> yeah, but, but that column was based, like, in that truth of that original column, right? Like, you know, it doesn't, it's not, like, separate and, it, you know, it's all based in fact and reality. That's kind of why I thought it was just such a good fries to burger collaborative type deal because it was my column was basically Nikaela's um original article but just with some of my own narrative thrown in there you know what I mean so and it's really not hard to like get to where you got like if you just follow the timeline of the situation right if you go back to 2019 2020 Texas State has issues reporting sexual assault then we are bad at football that entire time and then we win our first bowl game, recruit this guy, then all this shit happens. It's like, you know, that that's basically your your whole column. Well, you talk about backlash, and I, I we talked to the kids that were doing the basketball game. I and their names escape me right now, but Jacob, he was there for it too. And I said that you're not really gonna know the backlash from the athletic department until the spring of twenty twenty four. Because that was, that was a really humbling experience for both of us because those kids had no idea who the hell we were. <laughs> I want to say it was our multimedia editor, Kobe. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah. yeah. I was like, Kobe. Um, anyway, I said that 2024, the spring game is going to be the real test because right now basketball season, you know, things can get lost in the shuffle. Texas State's going to have to go in the transfer portal again to go try to get somebody. That spring game is going to be the real test because University Star, and this is why I give you guys a lot of credit, but also, and Carson, you probably have already talked to Jacob about this, uh, University Star has a really cool thing called the Shield because no matter how good or bad the reporting is, it's like a washing machine. There will be a new crop of people who come in in a year, two years, three years, and all the people who report on the story are gone. And it's a whole new group. So the University Star can get away with some stuff in the reporting and not get away with, but like be a real like truth to power institution because – the journalists who cover the stories do not necessarily have to deal with like long-term ramifications of like retribution. Right. But 2024, the spring game. And look, I, I think that the SIDs over there, they've been really good to us. The athletic director has been really good to us. The head coach has been really good to us. I do not think that this is previous years where if the previous AD was in charge, uh, if the previous president was in charge, you would face uh, backlash. You would face real retribution from those groups. I don't. I don't think that you will this year. But that's something that I think people who are Texas State fans need to know that you guys are putting your necks on the line here a little bit. You know what I mean? Like it's not the the journalists who go and cover football next year are going to have potentially a side eye uh, from that athletic department. Well, and it's not. I guess. I can speak from my perspective on it, but like when I was reporting all this shit on Texas state and then I started a podcast last year, all about Texas state, I did get some side eye from people like from the administrators, from just people, you know, around Texas state knew what I did over there. Uh, so it wasn't really easy. It is something that kind of sticks with you, especially if you, you know, love this university, like these two guys do and probably will. I'm talking about, talking about part I'm talking about them. Okay. Know. You loving Texas State, I guess, is still out for debate. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it, it's something that it's, sticks it's, with you. It's do we love Texas State or do we love the University Star? 
Oh, I think true. that's the real question. That is true. No. Jacob, yeah, we'll put I you know on the spot. I, uh, I uh, well, <laughs> he, for some context, these guys messaged me on Saturday when we were at Grins, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, y'all should come out to Grins." They were like, "Well, we're at the we're at the Star right now." I literally called them losers. I was like, "What are you guys doing? Get out of that there!" That is such. I I don't, Carson. I I don't know why you guys put up with that shit because this loser was there all. The, he slept in that office to the point where it was like a problem. People were asking me like, "Jacob, homeless? What's going on over there?" <laughs> I was the the custodians sorry, would literally speak to me or speak about me in Spanish when I was around in earshot. And they were like, Did you see that guy? He was sleeping in his office again. Like, guy needs to get this new might cologne. be an issue. The deodorant's not working. So, who do we get? What's you guys now get to become transfer portal experts? Uh, now that you, you <laughs> ran off the last quarterback, I know. So, Welcome to the wonderful world of sports reporting, Nikaela. Yeah, who you who know, I would. I would like to say that Carson here was our sports editor, uh, just like you, Jacob. So when it comes to all the sports talk, I'm going to let him have at it. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. Um, I don't even know who's in the transfer portal right now. Um, let I've me ask seen... you, are any of your friends giving you shit for like potentially ruining Texas state's 2024 season? Well, here's a, here's also another thing. Um, my friends don't really watch Texas state football. Mm. so i mean maybe so they don't even know that you like killed the football program i got a text today from one of them but um hey let's let's get this straight first of all jdl never played a single down at texas state we have no idea whether or not it would have been good or bad it was still up in the air if jdl played one snap i was gonna come on this podcast and say gj kenny should be fired so that will give you behind the curtain scene here Let's talk about what we do have. We got Brad Jackson from S.A. Reagan, who is an early enrollee. He should be on campus this semester if, uh, yeah, that was like last reported by G.J. Kinney. And then P.J. Hatter. That's who I know for sure we have. A trusted source. Trusted source on character and uh, and, and personnel, G.J. Kinney. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Well, no, hey, man, you said last week, they maxed out the good credit card, brother. I'm the IRS. The credit card's maxed out. You're right. We're out here. We're out here repoing. All right. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, lost, you lost all the goodwill, brother. You You're come right. on this podcast. We're going to have real questions. If, I'll tell you what, GJ Kenny, I got, I, I really hope he comes on the pod again this year because it was fun to have him last year. I really hope GJ Kenny comes on the podcast again because it was fun to have him last year. I, I like, I like GJ Kenny. But if he comes on, the first question has to be about personnel. First question has to be about character and like the culture of this program. Because last year it worked, right? But can lightning be caught in the bottle twice where you just get a bunch of guys, 50 guys, throw them together and, you know, hope that you win 10 games? Because the expectation is to win the conference. That was without TJ. That's with TJ Finley. Now he's gone. The conference is still very winnable. Um, I don't know, man. I just, after winning a bowl game, the first one ever, you'd hope that there'd be fewer question marks. But I think there's more question marks now than there were a year ago at this time. I want to say, and Carson, you might remember this, but uh, when G.J. Kinney was first announced as the head coach at Texas State, he said something about recruiting like characters of men, like um, or like, men of character. There you go. Sorry, my bad. Great. He's or fucking, recruiting. He's recruiting Humpty Dumpty and Lancelot. Fucking English is a second language over here. Um, second language. <laughs> English has a second language. ESL. They're not sending their best, folks. No. They're not sending their best. You're right. Anyway. Um, like he was talking about recruiting men of character and men that like they could be ha- happy like having around their families and stuff. Or was that Jake's Pav at all? I don't know. These all was, sound kind of was similar. Never withers. Really? Yeah. Was it that long ago? No, I'm pretty sure GJ said something too. Don't worry, I'll put the bite in. Our team will play with energy. Uh, we'll have swagger to us. Um, we're going to preach discipline every day. I know how important that is. Uh, culture part is a huge piece of this deal in college football, um, and it's simple for me. We talk about habits reflecting the mission. That will be on the back of our shirt. It will be in, everywhere in the building. Um, and our mission is being champions. Champions in competition, champions in the classroom, and champions in the community. Um, it, it's simple for me. It's easy for the guys. It's, you, know, you talk about being a champion, and if you know, you're not doing the extra, you're not doing the little things, you're sitting in the back of the class, you got your hood up, we want our guys sitting in the front. So if they're not doing the little things that we talk about, if your habits don't reflect the mission of being a champion, then you're not here you know, for the right reasons. You're, not, you know, you're a fraud, um, and we're not going to you know, allow that in our program.
anyway, it's just coach speak anyway. I don't know if we'll ever get anything like any of the real truth, like unedited. This this is hopefully exposes to you people that Jacob's no longer a journalist. He's just like making up quotes and attributing them to people. Hang on, I'm gonna find it, dude. You know, this is like this is honestly my game six moment. Like, I'm sick right now. There was uh rumors that Juju Kenny was gonna quit yesterday. JDL yes. left this morning. Um what else is happening? The government's trying to take away my Zen. Pouch packed with problems, high levels of nicotine. So today I'm delivering a warning to parents because these nicotine pouches seem to lock their sights on young kids, teenagers, and even lower, and then use the social media to hook them. You know, there's a lot going on right now. <laughs> that's that's honestly the biggest one. Yeah, uh, can we can we throw the can we throw the Karen Chisholm tweet up? Oh, yeah. uh, that was also weird too, because Karen Chisholm's going around campaigning for JDL to still be at Texas State. No, no, no. Yes, she is. Flip side of it, no, she is anti JDL. I don't understand. I do not think you're interpreting this tweet correctly. Yes. No. Kev Chardello, good news. Texas State did the right thing by correcting mistake. Sideline Texas State, which has turned into the new rev of this podcast, which would essentially be the the account that. I don't oh, follow yet. I see every I day. See, I see what you're talking about. So, okay. He says 100% disagree. Karen Chisholm, who is a sweetheart, who is uh, a person who I once campaigned to lose her job because she wasn't getting the job done. I said that she should be put out to pasture. But now I've come around to her because she's the assistant AD. She is uh, disagreeing. She said that JDL should be gone. And I would like to point out that our friend, the king disease, Tom Madden, uh, senior gout, he agrees that it was the wrong idea. So I think that the backlash that you guys are facing are from, um, to put it politely, idiots. And I think that a lot of the alumni that matter, the, the big money donors and stuff, were like, what the hell are we doing? We got to get rid of this guy. So I think that Texas State's turning a corner in that regard. I just want to say thank you. Thank you both for, for being here and giving us some of your time. Because I know you guys are very busy and could be doing other things right now. Um, but there's nothing Our I'd rather sticks be doing. together. Nothing I'd rather be doing. <laughs> but I think uh, a thing that really demonstrates how bad of a move this was for Texas State is that while he was in the transfer portal uncommitted, all he had to do was search up his name to find out some of the details of this case. All he had to do was just type in Jaden Delora and – Pretty much all this stuff pops up from like Hawaii and coverage in Arizona too while he was the quarterback over there. So it's, you know, I'm speculating, but it's unlikely that they didn't know any of this stuff. And well, and, and even like, cause you guys aren't the only ones that report about Texas state sports, obviously, right? There's so many outlets now, especially in the digital age, there's like fucking 16 podcasts that cover this one team or something, but like, uh, you guys are the only ones that actually hit up the lawyers to go, hey, what the hell is going on with this case? You know, everybody else just I, added I, that Jaden Delora is subject in this civil lawsuit, right? And it, we just had that one graph and that was like a form of accountability. But that's not really accountability. What you guys did was really important, you know? Yeah, it was her. To be fair, I blame my producer. Lawyer. I thought he should have done a better job. I definitely, well, I, Nick Ayala said, I tipped them off. <laughs> I did. I totally was looking at all those same court documents and going, hmm, what the fuck should I do with this? And then I just sat on it and sent it to their advisor, Krantz. And yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that somebody knew what the hell they were doing over there because I for sure didn't. I blame that on my job, though. If my if I was not an overnight producer, I think I would have seen that more clearly. This is like juicing. This is like learning that like McGuire was doing steroids. It's like Jacob was the, the steroid dealer the entire time. Well, I mean, the even the Cleary stuff, I was tipped off to that from a former alum, uh, my guy Colton Parker at KSAT. He was like, yeah, yeah, I did one of those stories before, too. That's not good. What do you mean? It's, it's just like when when a big story so like Colton that happened. Colton did a story on sexual abuse at Texas State, and then you did the same story like later. Well, all these stories. And then you like, guys just did a story that we are not correcting it. Yeah. I mean, that's just what happens when in like systems of abuse and power, like that's just, it's like a cyclical beast. It's, you know, it's awful, but it like the same patterns emerge over time. So it makes sense that there's been like three different iterations, basically the same story with different like points of interest, you know? 
do you think that Texas State learns from this? This goes to anybody, Nick, uh, anybody. Carson, you're the one that wrote the editorial. I don't have enough to go off of. I mean, this is a, I think, a good step in the right direction. Now, I know that the language in the statement said that he withdrew. I don't know if he had pressure from the coaches. This is speculation, pressure from the coaches, pressure from the top brass of the university. But I think if that's the case, um, you know, maybe there is some change. You know what I mean? But it's it's hard for me to see something major happening other than this, of course. I effing hope so. I hope there is true change at Texas State. I don't think you have to be a journalist or not a journalist to like think that. Like, right? That's just hoping for the best for your university. Did um, Gigi Kenny learn a lesson from this? Yeah, he learned. Uh, I think he learned not to mess with the star anymore if he's going to be at Texas State. Hey, Carson Ooh. with the glazing. I like it. Oh. <laughs> you yeah. guys aren't getting pressed past that spring game. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, the, this whole this whole thing, right? It's like, honestly, if you don't, I think when something like this happens and you don't do like the due diligence and like even what we did last year, which was just like a wraparound of the entire case overall, like like that's a failure of journalists, like, right? Like you you have to do the work. And then what if you the worst thing that happens to you is you get some side eye or you get a little hassle from the athletics department from time to time. I can live with that, but I can't live with the truth not being exposed. You know, well, imagine we got to the spring game and then all this shit came out. Like that would probably be way worse. No, I don't know. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because then it would have been we all knew and that we none of us did anything. No. Yeah, I will say um, because we, I personally did not expect this outcome of the Laura leaving to be so soon so um, but like ever did you think he would leave at any point i i thought that with the reporting there would be community out people in the community that would want something different and they would vocalize their opinion and they would go with that which an example is today uh there was a th there's been a petition that a mother of a texas state student started and I mean, they were, she was a supporter for Christmas. She told me that she got the whole family Texas State football sweaters. And she literally said that she wishes she could return them, but it had already passed the return date. Um, and her, uh, her petition, um, or while we were interviewing was already at 3,600 and it was starting Monday at 9 AM. And then, uh, you know, they went to the bowl game. And she was saying that she wasn't going to support the team at all. So you have community members that were taking it into their own hands, that were starting petitions. You had students that were going to have a protest against this decision on Friday. So uh, with all this community involvement and community movement, um, you, you, would, you would hope that the university would listen to what their community wanted. But I just didn't see it happening so, so sudden. I guess I'm gonna be honest, honest with you. Oh, my bad, Zoom. Go ahead. I was gonna say I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm kind of glad that he did decommit and like go back in the portal because if push did come to shove, if the university athletic department did say, "Prove it," like show me, show you me, you're not gonna give money. Prove it. Uh, I'd like to think Texas State fans would be strong enough not to, but I also think to myself that if Texas State was like four and zero to start the season, that people would be like, "Yeah, I'll buy tickets." You know, yeah. so I'm glad that I'm glad that we were not. I'm glad that they did not make us uh, uh, force our hand. Not, I guess in a lot of ways, the university has already surprised me because of, you know, the, the response that they've had, um, you know, and then obviously JDL ended up leaving. What happened in that? Uh, who knows? But, you know, um, yeah, it's just kind of crazy to think about. I also thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, the Texas State football Twitter is very active all the time. And since the original article had come out about, what, six days ago, they hadn't tweeted anything. They hadn't liked anything. And now if you go on their Twitter page, they actually deleted the post that they had even signed him. And yeah. I'm back yeah. to my 90s. They didn't sign him anymore. 
as soon um, as you started talking, it like zeroed in on you. Like it was a one shot. I thought that was. Funny. <laughs> yeah, no, but they, they, yeah, they literally deleted the, the Twitter post where they had even signed him. Um, and they still aren't active. The last thing they posted was six days ago. The last thing they liked was also uh, a post that was around the same time of the last time they tweeted something. So I, I, I was in curious to see when they're going to break their silence on their, their social media pages. Do y'all think there's further, um, like further statements about Delora or like, do you think they, they're going to say anything else or address it at any point or just kind of move on? Not a I shot. Think, I think at one point GJ Kenny will have to, but it, it's going to take like a one-on-one -on -one interview. I don't know if he does that in a press conference setting or he's just going to be like, you know what? He left. <laughs> There's nothing to report there. Outside of Jacob and me, and this is not a slight against the rest of the media members. They're not going to ask that question. Nobody's going to be like, Hey, remember when you had Delora for a week and then he left? What, what was up with that? I guarantee you that it's just going to be like, uh, Hey coach, Busy off season, huh? Wink, wink. What uh, moves have you done? That type of thing. It's not going to. And it, for him, he's going to do the same thing. Like you ask, is it going to come up again? Texas State is not going to go disparage Delora because A, it's going to make them look worse. And B, it's going to be a bad sign for any other guy that maybe has a little bit of baggage, right? We talk about the DUI that he, uh, or DWI that he had and then didn't have in Washington. If you go and disparage somebody like that, Maybe the next great running back, a great quarterback who has a little bit of trouble in his past, uh, is going to be like, well, you know, Texas State kind of threw Delora under the bus. What about me? You know what I mean? I don't want to. I don't want to deal with that. And again, GJ Kenny is not going to talk about it for obvious reasons uh, because it makes him look bad. Why would I do that? Now, Jacob and I talked off air, and we said that, hey, you know, before Delora decommitted today, there was a shot that he does play at Texas State, that he plays every game that he rehabilitates his image and that Gigi Kenny goes and gets a job at Baylor or goes, gets a job at Penn state or go gets a job somewhere else. And it's like, Hey, Gigi Kenny's the fixer. If you have any like little trouble, little background issue, little baggage, little skeletons in the closet. Well, this is the cool, that's the coach that can, you know, whitewash you. He can sports wash you. He can make it all better again. Thankfully that did not happen. This, so, is, this is what I was going to say earlier too, Zim. I don't think Texas State as a football institution is built to handle something like this, honestly. like, And maybe that's just because like what happened was wrong, right? Like we're talking about a matter of a civil lawsuit, uh, talking about sexual assault uh, in juveniles. But like, um, it's also just like, could anybody have handled this correctly? Like, you know, like, I don't know, like, because it's still just a bad story all around. It's just a negative headline for a team that otherwise had extremely positive headlines and was just really bad at football. Yeah, back to square one. PJ Hatter, your only well, hope. Let me ask you. This is another good question. Are we, are are we back at square one, or are we? Nah, I don't think further it's back one. than that. I think if think we so? get a good center, it doesn't really matter uh, who. Hopefully, it's PJ. Honestly, I really want to see PJ behind center. We're just one offensive lineman away from winning 10 games, guys. One offensive lineman away. Dude, we didn't even have a freaking line. What are you talking about? You're going to tell me that was a solid line that TJ Finley played behind? Or was I he just a bad line? I've seen a bad offensive line at Texas State. Yeah, you're right. I've seen worse at Texas State. Yeah. For sure. But we had Lane Johnson, who is one of the best centers in the league, for sure. Let's cut these guys loose, Zoom. I was like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't speak sports. Wish I did. Thanks, gang. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us again. Yeah, no problem. Thank uh, yeah, Jacob, this is... the basketball team's awful. So I'm glad that the I'm glad that the basketball teams and the football team now will all be on the same level. You know what's crazy is like uh, last Monday we didn't know about Jaden Delora or TJ Finley and uh, all this shit going on. And I texted you. I was like, Hey, let's go talk. Let's go uh, watch basketball. And that was when the men's team was scheduled to play Arkansas State. And who did the women's team host? App State or something like that. We were gonna, we were gonna, yeah, whatever. We were gonna both go to those games, right, and watch the teams, and finally talk about basketball. Fuck no, dude. <laughs> DJ Finley decommits from Texas State. Decommits, enrolls at Western Kentucky. Uh, he leaves. He goes on transfer portal. Joins Western Kentucky. He's officially over there today, and. Uh, Basically, the University Star had everything to do with it because they're the ones that actually did the journalism behind it. There's a lot of journalists that cover the Texas State Bobcats. Only the University Star are the ones that reached out 
to the lawyers who were handling the sexual assault case and figured out that Jaden DeLora was actually signed at Texas State the day after he settled a civil lawsuit in which there were allegations that he sexually assaulted uh, somebody when he was a minor. Yeah, you wonder if Texas State knew that he was going to settle and then recruited him. But I wonder if there was a way that they could have. There's a way that you go about this. Texas State did not. Hopefully it's a learning uh, for everybody involved. G.J. Kenny, uh, Don, Danfis, just everybody involved, that they learned a lesson from this experience. And for the fans as well, uh, not to go after the University Star because uh, the person who runs that account nine times out of ten is just a tired, tired, beaten down college student. So, we in college we used to have a saying like "no, no weapon formed against the star shall prosper," and that fucking proved evident again today. I mean, like student government tried to take down the star. There was like an active movement to defund the star at Texas State. Um, there was a whole fucking. You know, you know what's crazy? They, they faced a lot of hurdles. In they my tried day. to defund the star before they defunded the police. Isn't that insane? That is fucking crazy. <laughs> Now that you mentioned it, like dead ass, like it was like 2018 that they were like defund the star. So craziness. Also die. Sorry. Um, there was also like even if the news of Jaden Delora had not come to fruition, right, like it did today, and we it so happened that it happened on our lunch break again, and we were going to talk about it anyway on this podcast. Uh, but like the. It was just a weird situation to begin with, right? Because you go from a team with no negative headlines to now this. And I think there's even a way to get like a problem athlete to your university. And the way in which Texas State did not did do it is not good. You know, like they did not do it the right way. There's a phrase and I guarantee you it's going to be the phrase of 2024. It's called sports washing, Jacob. It's where you take something problematic, whether it be sexual assault or you know in a larger scale genocide in some places uh and you put sports as like the cleaning factor of it so you think about saudi arabia right they want boxing so that they can kind of sports wash some of their human rights violations texas state brings in jdl they're going to use football to maybe sports wash sexual assault and the fact that texas state not only was able to potentially like look allegedly we don't know you're, you're just guessing here rescind the offer maybe uh, the pushback, the blowback was so heavy that they were like, we don't want to deal with this anymore. It, it's it's good. And I think the fan base um, that has been quiet for so long, you know, we joke about the sleeping giant. The fan base finally has been awoken and they said, hey, we don't want to see this. You know, uh, we've dealt with so much other crap off the football field, whether it comes to players getting shot and dying a couple years ago. Remember that? Uh, to now yeah. the point where we are winning bowl games. We don't want any of the extra stuff. Just Please play clean football on the football field. Which is crazy because for a fan base who's been so starved for attention, right? Like I, I felt the difference for in, success. in the treatment of the athletes themselves this entire season. Like now they were actually cool. When you saw TJ Finley, it was like, oh, fuck, you know, like that's the fucking athlete right there, you know? And so when this stuff happens, like you're right, like because of Jaden Dolores' position, it would have been forever changed. You don't look at him like somebody else who just a regular degular guy on the street would have these same allegations you would look at, right? Like you look at him as like a guy who could probably take your team to the Sunbelt Conference title game, you know, if he's playing at 110%. And uh, yeah, it was just, I don't know. It was something I had to grapple with because like of my history reporting at Texas State is all about sexual assault and the lack of reporting on campus. And uh, it's really cool to see, I guess, the fan base going avidly. No, we are drawing a line firmly here in the sand and we're not fucking budging like this is cool. Um, but I also wonder how much of that social pressure came from G.J. Kinney and uh, Jaden Delora themselves, too. It's not obviously the fans don't decide any of this. Right. We have to live or die with the decisions made on the field with coaches and student athletes. But, you know, I get, there is some form of accountability, I think the accountability is to the athletic department and yeah. to the head coach because into the, the president, but there was ever question if GJ Kenny stays here for the entirety of the contract. Yeah. No, I think like this is definitely kind of writing on the wall. Cause like, cause like, right. Like he gets all the social pressure to do something. Maybe he wasn't keen on doing, or he thought it was the right way to go about it. And then, then you get rumors that he's going to leave. Then he gets yeah. lectured about, everybody telling him he didn't do the right thing. And he's like, I'm just trying to win some football games around here. You know, 
Yeah, which could is very problematic. And we didn't talk about this at all, but fucking the coach that left, right, when last week Texas State obviously signed Jaden Delora, and they came up with this big statement after the Star came up with their article, and they were like, hey, we're this guy, Coach Stutzman, he's known Jaden Delora for years, and he vouched for him personally, and he's going to be here for this transition, blah, blah, blah. Coach Stutzman's at San Jose State now, you know? Like, it's crazy. Like, this is just a cluster. Yeah, the guy that recruited JDL to Texas State decides to peace out and dip, and I think maybe that plays a part of it, too. That, like, if you're JDL, you're like, hey, man, you're the reason I came here. Uh, now you're gone. I'm not going to be here either. And I'm getting so fucking tweeted at all the fucking time now, and all these fucking people are adding me every day. And It could be as simple as that, honestly, because we see that happen all the time. A football coach gets a head coaching job somewhere, and the transfer portal, the way that it works now, those players can follow him to that new school. Uh, so the, it could just be as simple as that, that JDL could have said, hey, you know, I, I, I came for this coach, and now he's gone, and I'm going to go follow him somewhere. And I said this on the podcast and, you know, I'm speaking for you and Nick Ayala and Carson, but like, I, I don't think any of us wanted JDL to not have an opportunity to play and prove himself as a man and a player again, or, you know, GJ to face any ramification well, or to leave the, Texas was, State even, maybe. You know? I was talking about this with somebody else today. And I said that I'm not necessarily saying that JDL never gets to play football again or no. that he never should have a job. I just don't want him to wear maroon and gold. Yeah. I don't want him at Texas State. Yeah. I don't know. I think. Good podcast, buddy. Yeah. No, it's just another one we kind of have to reckon with, you know, like last week's episode was pretty heavy, you know, and we were just talking about, you know, it's not like hunky dory square stuff, you know, we're really had to kind of batten down the hatches the past couple of weeks. Well, next week we can talk about the problems with the basketball program. Why are they not winning <laughs> games across the board? So that's yeah, what you can look forward to next week. Yeah, us trashing the basketball team. I'm so sorry, yeah. Coach Johnson. I know you're dealing with a lot. Uh, Drew Drennan actually retweeted our tweet about him not playing again. So that kind of stinks, you know. Sorry, Drew. Looking forward to next week, buddy. Peace. We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. Better not come any closer. Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up.